always love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Bob's Taverncast, the show that is all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And we are continuing our weeks and weeks without Bob because he is still self-quarantining at home, although some of the taverns around the world are opening up, not this one. But also... We still haven't had any news in the battlegrounds in uh, from Blizzard, so we thought we would take this week to to share a couple of uh, what we've been doing and thinking about in terms of battlegrounds. But before we do that, let's uh, first pour a drink and catch up. So, Don, how has things been going for you? Uh. Things have been going pretty well. I've been playing a lot of uh, standard and tournaments. So, back, Battleground's taking a little bit of a backseat, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, again, kind of like you mentioned, that there's also not a lot changing and going on in Battlegrounds, which kind of feels like this is the longest we might have gone without some changes, because they've kind of been changing Battlegrounds very quickly and rapidly, and... <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I know it's only been a few weeks, but it feels like a long time. Didn't they make a change last week with Millhouse? It just feels like it's been forever. <laughs> I mean, that is true, but at the same time, it's like, maybe it's, it's small just, change. you know, all the, the quarantine stuff. But yeah, I mean, they've been doing just like one little change at a time, you know, and, and before that, it was like the uh, Felfin Navigator, right? When the new set launched. And then, right. But in terms of like a big patch, a big change, and not just kind of a micro adjustment to like one hero or one card, there really hasn't been a lot going on. So uh, not not much has really changed in Battlegrounds for me, but overall things are going pretty well. But how about you? How have you been doing? I've been doing great. You know, it has, it has been very interesting. Uh, I've also been playing ladder. I, I I climbed really well, but ultimately did not make it to legend. So that's okay. I'm I'm quite over the idea that everyone says getting to legend was like all too easy, and I'm like, well, forget y'all. But still, um, no. more than anything, I've I've been streaming a lot and doing a lot of like home repair stuff. Uh, so we're recording this on a Saturday. Normally I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I couldn't stream yesterday because I have a broken lawnmower that I need to fix that I'm waiting on a new part for. And then I have a stove that I need to fix that I had to take apart and put back together last night as I'm looking at the clock, like I'm supposed to be streaming right now. What's going on? Uh, so, you know, all in all, I've had a ton of fun gaming, but at the same time, adulting had to happen, so I had to set things aside, at least for a night, and uh, we'll we'll be bringing it back and, and having more fun. Well, I personally, I think that's a great segue to our first topic, because uh, watching the clip was even just a lot of fun. 
Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I'll start this off by asking you, what have you ever had it where you're playing a game of Battlegrounds and like you're not even thinking I'm going to get put out this round or there's a chance that I can be put out this round. And then you just get hit with like this whopper of damage where you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, this happened to me and as I'm playing two other people. So yeah, like it's always great when it happens to someone else, when it happens to you, you're kind of <laughs> right? like, Oh, this, this sucks. <laughs> but I was on the giving end of this scenario when I took out a first place Ysera with not not in the high 20s. Like they had 25 health left, but I hit them with 45 damage in one round, which I don't even know how my, my strategy was not to hit them for this much. My strategy was just to put up a, a very difficult board to get through and hopefully survive. Cause I think at that time I, I wasn't near the top. Like I was, I was in kind of survival mode and it was, yeah, I had 15 health as, as yellow Straza, which again, hashtag yellow Straza hashtag works. Um, wasn't going dragons at all. Like I had zero dragons. <laughs> I just rushed to six and used that to make uh, a really menacing board, which I will read off to you. It was a spawn of Nazoth, a faux reaper, a Sneeds, a gas coiler, a golden security rover, Kangor's apprentice, and a golden Baron Rivendare. Now, many people know. Baron Rivendare is like probably my favorite card in the game. A golden Baron Rivendare is just nasty. Uh, for those that don't know, a golden Baron Rivendare, your death rattles trigger three times. So that regular spawn of Nazoth that's a 1 1 at the end, of, when it dies, now gives plus three plus three to all your minions. That Faux Reaper, three legendaries. Um, Gas Coiler would give you six different Death Rattle minions, and then Kanger's Apprentice, which is the real MVP of this conversation, would spawn the first two mechs that died three times each. So six more minions. So again, this is a very difficult board to push through, but my thought was it would it would just pull up a bunch of taunt minions and I would slowly whittle them away. But what had happened was <laughs> everything went flawlessly. Spawnanazoth dies first. That's cool. Sneeds dies. Uh, I don't get any mechs off of Sneeds, which means I'm almost guaranteed to get Sneeds and either the security rover or the, or the um, faux reaper on my death rattle proc, which is good. Faux Reaper dies, beautiful. This means that I'm getting a five and a six tier minion back three times when Kangor's breaks. What I didn't expect to happen was Kangor was the last minion to break. So my security rover dies, the two, three taunt that it pulls up dies, and then I'm left with a board that is 
a gas coiler, which is tier six, three faux reapers. So that's 18, 24, two sneeds, which is another 10. And then the golden baron ribbon there is still there, having barely been touched. And safe to say, I think the Ysera that I, I took off of first place uh, was just left wondering why they were now seventh place because you can't you can't prepare for that you can't prepare to like ha, ha, what what do you think about this other than the, the sheer bananas that it happened i mean it's insanely lucky too that your baron didn't die because if that had died like the whole thing would have just been completely different Oh, absolutely. And the fact that it was golden. I, I mean, yeah. I, I will say I did not win this game. I, I placed, I think, third, <laughs> second or third. But the thing about it that, that just happened, it was all about Baron Rivendare not dying early. And it was all about Kangors being the very last minion to die. So the fact that it died, it literally left this gigantic board on my side with nothing for them to throw into it. So, I mean, in a perfect world, well, not even in a perfect world, this is a perfect world. Um, in a normal world, I think I probably would have dealt maybe like 12, 15 points of damage, but yeah. this is just, it was just bonkers. Yeah, I mean... 15 to 21 or something, I guess, is kind of what I was thinking that you could have done. Uh, you know, maybe if that Kangor's Apprentice had died without the Baron, could have had a couple top-end minions. But, yeah, that's... Uh, that Baron staying up and just... Yeah, th that's one of those, like, if you could have chosen how everything died, that is how you would have planned it out. Oh. It was amazing best believe i did not touch that board after that i was i was like <laughs> refresh 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 if, if it's not something that's going to make one of these golden i am not touching it <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things that i will say that i wasn't expecting it because the entire time I was just talking with my stream, like we were having a good time. And then you can literally just see like, as it's happening, my eyes just widen and it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, and then madness, which, oh, beautiful madness. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. And, and that kind of clearly brings us into the next topic. We, we've kind of talked about this a little bit of like Blizzard not really having much of a uh, announced direction for what's going to happen with Battlegrounds next. So during one of my streams, I shout out to Wash in the Wind and I want to say it was Slinky who was in. Yeah, it was Slinky who was in the chat with us. For some reason, everyone believes that the next tribe to be announced is going to be one that already exists within Battlegrounds. And we went back and forth, and 
in in our notes here we have one that I ultimately think if if anyone from Blizzard is listening, I think that this would work. I think it would be really cool, and I think from a developer standpoint, it wouldn't be hard to implement. But I want to talk about some of the failures to uh, <laughs> to bring up first, and the first one is elementals. So, like, what would you think about elementals coming into Battlegrounds? I think it could work, maybe, but I think the problem is is that they would have to create a lot of new elementals, because, just thinking off the top of my head, a lot of the elementals that they have now are things like uh, Battlecry, draw a card, or if you played an elemental last turn, draw a card, or if you played something, you know, last turn, if you played a spell last turn, whatever, so those all don't really apply to Battlegrounds, and I think that would make it really tough to implement uh, with what's already in the game, so they'd have to create elementals specifically for Battlegrounds. Exactly, and that's that was why I was ultimately like, I don't think elementals would be it. The elementals that they can play, um, whether it's from lore, you could have like Rakanishu, you could have... Um, some of the smaller elementals, like Flame Elemental, I forgot, was like Flame Imp, or not even Flame Imp, it was whatever one that when it died, it spawned a 1-2, you know, after it. Mm -hmm. I, I could see stuff like that. Even that, that would always go into your hand and never onto the board. So, it, yeah, elementals, there's just a lot of creation that would have to be made. With the caveat being, I do think Baron Rivendare would, not Baron Rivendare, <laughs> Baron Geddon would be a good hero uh, just with the whole idea of deal two damage to everything. Um, I don't know how you would exclude heroes from that because uh, other than that, that's literally just a... Actually, no, that isn't what Nefarian does. Nefarian does one damage to your opponent. This would do two damage to everything which would be a really interesting concept but also kind of scary it would be really hard to keep a board up early game um but the next one that we thought about was uh lackeys which we've talked about a few times ultimately at the end of the day there's just not enough lackeys that you could create that would make sense to put into the game it wouldn't really it would be a very small uh patch to add because you'd only have like three lackeys that you could ultimately <laughs> add and there would be no heroes so yeah. that that doesn't really work either um yeah. the, the one that i i think that there is a lot of hope for but would be a little difficult is the idea of kind of a two-fold approach uh, one, the introduction of a spell mechanic, which is literally a cheaper purchase, maybe one gold, two gold that you get that has a one-time effect, uh, whether it's you buff your board, you know, give all your minions one, one, give a certain type of minion or, be, you know, whatever, one, one, two, two, whatever. Uh, I think that would be interesting because that would add a layer of thought into the game. So that would be like, a, oh, hey, you know, I don't really have enough gold to get a minion, but... Maybe I have enough gold to get this spell that can buff one of my existing minions, and that might be good enough. Uh, I think that that would work. I think that would be really cool. That also allows you to introduce things like spell damage, where you could say, like, at the beginning of the turn, cast this spell, and, you know, if you have certain minion types that do spell damage, then 
Again, that kind of opens up the idea for elementals. Again, there's a few that give you like spell damage plus one or whatever. Uh, and then also some dragons. We have a new dragon that gives you spell damage plus one. Uh, but the thing that it made me think about were these ideas of utility minions. Minions that aren't really designed to do damage, but are designed to impact your board state. And the best one that I could think of is totems. And with totems, you basically have this idea of like, there's the spell damage totem, which is kind of cool. You have like, you know, a totem that's literally just a zero two with taunt, like no big deal, but it's something that takes up a board space, but you could probably use it in the early game and it's great. And then you have totems that give your like adjacent minions plus three plus, you know, plus three attack and things like that. Um, I think that the problem that we're running into right now is that the game is very like tavern tier four, five, and six heavy. Like red whelps, as oppressive as they are, are it's kind of like you go dragon starting out just because that's what you do. And then in tavern tier four, five, and six, you just try to get whatever the biggest thing that you can build on the board is. Sometimes you continue dragon, sometimes you switch to other stuff. With this idea, with totems, it allows you to have a longer mid-game, which allows you to kind of really develop your own style. And I don't I don't really know if it's a fully thought-out idea, but I thought it would be really cool. What are your thoughts on I, totems and stuff? I, I like the idea of totems. I think you would maybe have to implement it uh, kind of alongside that spell type thing, uh, just to kind of help them... You know, I mean, otherwise, yeah, you're looking at, what's the, uh, was it Shield Bearer or something? The Zero Four Taunt yeah. that's, you know, in the game. Like, yeah. nobody plays that, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, it would kind of be the same thing, and you don't really want something like that in a game where these minions are automatically attacking each other. So, I can see that being implemented, like, alongside spell-type things that you can pick. Um, but actually, speaking of the spell idea... You know, like you said, maybe spending one or two goals and having there could be a limited pool, and you discover a spell. You know, they they could yeah. go a lot of directions with it. Um, you know, there's already kind of a hero that does that with secrets, right? You get a select a secret that goes into play. Yeah. Um, they could go a lot of directions with the spells, and to me, that actually kind of reminds me of like items in other auto battlers. Like other, you know, some auto battlers have like items and stuff that you equip, but you know, Hearthstone doesn't have items. They don't have like artifacts, you yeah. know, like that you actually put on to things like Magic does. So you could kind of go instead of the items and that kind of thing, you could go with like a spell direction and and add that in for another layer. Um, but I, I think just the totems on their own, I don't think is going to be quite enough. But I like the direction. Yeah. And and that's ultimately, you know, kind of my same thought. Like, for, I've mentioned it in like our very first episode. Uh, I've played Hearthstone for a few years now, but when Battlegrounds was announced, I was actually playing more Dota Underlords than I was Hearthstone. So this was kind of a bringing me back into the game. And Underlords also had that item type mechanic. And I, I was trying to think of maybe that's the, the one thing that like Battlegrounds doesn't have. That would really be nice, which 
led me to the thing that I, I genuinely think would be an amazing ad that just makes a lot of logical sense. Pirates. Everyone is already everyone already believes that pirates is coming. I've had people like not even in conversation as we've talked about like, oh, what about pirates? And people are like, yeah, oh yeah, I think they're bringing out pirates into the game. Like, I think the community is trying to will it into existence. Although, according to my knowledge, there has been no official statement on whether or not pirates are coming into battleground. So, before I continue in this, because I'm going to make a really aggressive pitch for it, I know that there is no current news that pirates have been announced but there was one thing that i saw with pirates that could be a problem there's a lot of pirates that talk about the idea of buffing or reducing the power of a weapon and in my mind i was like that's a major deal breaker and i go but wait what if they included both pirates and weapons and let me tell you what my pitch is for the weapon mechanic so Similar to the earlier part of our conversation when you dealt 45 damage to one person. How many times has it happened where you thought you were going to take someone out, but you were just one or two points of damage short? Yeah, quite often, I feel like. Happens a lot. Okay, so now imagine (laughs) if you had a weapon that every time you won a round... Your hero, your hero damage was modified by whatever that weapon is, and it worked just like it does in standard, to where you hit their opponent's face, it pulls a durability point off of that weapon, and it continues. I like this idea because, one, it makes you start to think. I think that these weapons would cost three gold, just like a minion does. I think that it could add a lot of complexity to the game because now you can add weapons. Like, I'm going to bring up my first test case here, which is a brand new weapon that was added to standard this year. The Underlight Angling Rod. After your hero attacks, Uh, add a random Murloc to your hand. We need that. Want it. Yeah, it's a 3-2 weapon. So (laughs) you would deal three damage to your... Three extra damage to your opponent... You could use it every time you win two times. So, well, each time you win two times. And I think that's what makes it cool is it is a, it is kind of the win more strat of like Hangry Dragon and things like that, where you can't rely on this weapon to win you the, the board. You can rely on it to win you the game, such as my next point, which would definitely be a six tier weapon. Gorhal, a seven one weapon. And it says attacking a minion costs one attack instead of durability. I mean, they could they could really just remove that, but whatever. Um, I personally think you could have a big weapon like this. You could have a weapon like, uh, it was an Arcanite Reaper that does like, it's like a 5-2 weapon. And you can make those tier 5, tier 6 weapons. But having things like that give you, they start to give you the opportunity to do some crazy things. Like, I don't know, Aldraki Warblades. Two damage, two durability, life steal. <laughs> and I've had people go, we do not need life steal <laughs> in battlegrounds. This would be a terrible idea. I hear you. That's that's why I picked the 2-2. Two, two. I think I think you make it a 2-2 two, two that's available at like Tavern Tier 1 or Tavern Tier 6. You know, something that's going to mix it up a little bit. One or the other. One or six, not both. <laughs> 
And then my last one is you have weapons that can benefit specific tribes. You already talked about the one that'll give you a murloc, but think about a weapon like Stormhammer. It's a 3-2 weapon that as long as you control a dragon, it doesn't lose durability. It's a really simple mechanic. It's something that you can add. It's literally just plus three damage. So it's not so oppressive that you're automatically going to like kill your opponent every time you play. But it does just that little bit extra. And it's something that ultimately when you're at Tavern Tier 5 and 6, what are you doing? You're literally just refreshing until you find the exact card that you need. The one thing that's going to ultimately give you that 45 damage in one turn comp. So this would make it so that in those later tiers, you have another option of like, okay, wait, I can augment my board a different way by adding the idea of a weapon. So first I want to hear your thoughts on, on the whole weapon mechanic. I think it's pretty sweet. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something to like, no, I don't like your idea. It should be this because we have agreed way too much this episode. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> we need to have some disagreement. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> I think it's a really sweet idea. Um, I was even thinking, you know, you could add in uh, an ooze, you know, the uh, acidic swamp ooze exactly. in one of the kind of lower tiers, and I think even something simple as just changing it to at the start of combat you know, remove your opponent's weapon. But it also leads into, you know, like like you were saying, if all these weapons or a lot of the weapons only have two durability, maybe your opponent won their last fight and doesn't have that weapon anymore. And now you just played this ooze out to try to get rid of their weapon, but it's gone already. So, you know, that could just add even more strategy. Uh, or, you know, yeah, with pirates, uh, the little pirate that, yeah, remove a durability off the weapon. Like, I think there are a lot of things that they could do with that. And it, it sounds pretty sweet. I just don't, I hope they wouldn't do too much with them. I think because they could be really strong. Absolutely. And I, I do think that with that, that gives you a clearer direction for pirates. Um, I have the pirate list up here and here's, here's a couple of cool ideas. Uh, Dread Corsair costs one less per attack of your weapon so if you have a 3-3 or a 3-whatever weapon it's effectively free which is a really cool idea you also have an idea of um, Horde Pillager uh, equip one of your destroyed weapons um, That's that would be fun uh, of course Captain Greenskin give your weapon plus one plus one um, Cobalt Sticky Fingers steal your opponent's weapon <laughs> Yes, that'd be fun. <laughs> and I think a good solid like four, like Tavern Tier, like three or four minion, Phantom Freebooter, Battlecry gain stats equal to your weapon. And then, of course, you have the pirate supporting cast. There's Naga Corsair, give your weapon plus one attack. South Sea Captain, give other pirates plus one plus one. Uh, Blood Cell Raider, gain attack equal to the attack of your weapon. And... Small time buccaneer. It's a one one has plus two attack while you have a weapon equipped. So it's like the synergy around weapons that would make adding pirates in so powerful to me. It just makes it a clear cut. Like this is the route that you should go. And and the thing is, there are currently 
36 pirates in the pool of all the cards. And there are, I think it said 80 different weapons. And again, we're not saying that every weapon should be added. There are some weapons that by all means should not be added to the game. <laughs> like, like yes. we yeah. understand there, there's a reason why some of these should not happen. Um, but I definitely think that there's a lot of potential to do something along those lines. I, I think pirates, there are just so many pirates that you could add that it would make filling out the tavern tiers, you know, not a problem. You could have tavern tiers of all different types. I can't really think of any like tavern tier six pirates. Um, that said, I wasn't really looking too hard for like a specific tavern tier. Um, I do. I mean, think they could have make something too, like, yeah. or even the weapons. You know, they could always make a battleground specific something too to to fill in or support. I mean, we've already seen that, right? Like Mama Bear, Imp Mama. You know, those are all created specifically for battlegrounds. So it's not out of realm of possibility that they actually can can fill in the rest with created. Exactly. And and with Demon Hunter being introduced and it kind of being like a, hey, I use my face to deal damage, kind of like a mechanic, it would also give them a little flexibility to introduce new weapons into the game um, in the future. Now, again, we're saying all of this as if someone could, like, XR might hear us and then just go, everybody stop what you're doing, we're adding weapons tomorrow. Like, we know that that's not how this works. We know that they've probably already have a roadmap of the next changes that will be taking place in battlegrounds and standard and all these things. I mean, they even gave us a roadmap. I do think though, this gives me hope that because it's so obvious like, it was like, these two things work really well together, we could add it, that they're already thinking about this. And if they're not thinking about it, again, I'm just hoping that someone hears and they go, hey, that's actually a really good idea. That's something that we could introduce uh, in the upcoming, you know, year of Hearthstone. And it's not something that, again, most of these cards don't have to be touched. And I think that's what makes this kind of even more of a clear-cut addition is that we all know that right now it's probably not the best time to be trying to implement all the fancy new stuff. People are working from home. They're having their productivity disrupted and all those things. So to make a task as easy as possible makes sense to me. And this is just like a concept that just seems to work really well without much massaging of the game mode. And I think that's why we're we're going to see this happen. May not be this year, but I think we're going to see not only pirates, but also weapons added to Battlegrounds. I wouldn't be surprised to see spells eventually either in, I, in some capacity. I, I think that spells would work. I just wonder how they're going to implement spells because eventually, and, and this was one of the things that actually left made me leave Dota Underlords is 
after a while, the game gets really, really complicated. And I, I think that's one of the things that makes Hearthstone what it is, is that it is a game that values its simplicity. And I, I think that if you start adding a ton of things into the game mode that that makes it harder i do think spells would work i just wonder like they started with secrets to see how secrets would work i wonder if maybe they would introduce like a certain type of spell first and then slowly ease their way into it like maybe you add more secrets to akazamzarak's pool maybe you create another minion who's hero or another hero whose hero power is something to do with secrets or it's like you know at the start of every turn maybe you change akazem's at the start of every turn you equip a random secret and then you list a pool of all the secrets that are available and and maybe that you just make it cheaper like make it a one because i think right now akazem's is two to equip a secret and you just make that like one mana Yeah, I mean, I feel like we say this almost every time when we talk about speculation. It's like there's so many possibilities and so many directions they could do. It's just a matter of actually coming up with a solid plan and trying to implement it and see if it is actually feasible. Because something that sounds like a good idea, too, like once they start trying to implement it, it they might find out, oh, yeah, this does not work like we thought it did. <laughs> so... You know, like, there's there's always that realm of possibility, but in implementation, how does it actually work? Exactly. And if there is also something to say about stability as well. I mean, I thought that when they announced the Tavern Pass, that was kind of an indicator of, hey, this game is going to be out of beta soon. No, it's still in beta. Uh, I mean, they still got the beta tag on it. They're just now uh, charging for advanced features in a beta, which is something that I'm not fully on board with, but I, I get it. I understand. They got to they gotta do them. Um, but I think that while you have the beta flag on, why not use that as an opportunity to be like, hey, we have... We're going to mess with this game mode as much as we possibly can. Um, I think what their original thought was, this is going to be mildly successful. We can throw a beta flag on it. We can mess around with it. Only the people who really love this game mode are going to be playing it. It's not going to be a lot. And then turns out <laughs> it's like one of the most played game modes in the client. So uh, I, I think that because of that, they're now wanting to maybe react a little bit slower than they thought. But at the same time, if that's the case, you got to do something like you got to remove that beta flag. I've always been in the position of I just think they should remove it out of the client and make it its own game. But I, I can also understand why they don't want to do that either. Like you, you wind up losing a large um, amount of your player base if you take it out of the Hearthstone client. So I get it, but at the same time, I think by each each idea has its own like positives and its own like trade offs as well. So who knows? We'll see. 
again, this was an episode to just speculate and and just think about it. And honestly, it's been something that, you know, in my stream, we've talked about a lot because, you know, I I am a Battlegrounds focused stream ish. I've been playing a lot more standard than before, but uh, I I want to see the game more than anything just be healthy and to have healthy growth and to keep introducing new and new ways to to play the game without completely flipping it on its head um, like they quite literally did <laughs> see see a few episodes ago <laughs> first place negative 92 points <laughs> uh, yeah all right so that that's been my rant uh don what you got <laughs> uh, yeah i i i think it's a lot of fun to speculate and think of what they could and could not change and i'm i'm really excited yeah you kind of mentioned that roadmap earlier and i'm pretty sure they have battlegrounds things listed for like each phase of the year so we definitely will see some changes throughout the year it's just a matter of how big the changes are going to be you know, are they going to be completely, like, gutting and, you know, removing, like, like they added in dragons. Are they going to take out something else? Are they going to remove demons altogether and put something else in? You know, I don't know if it's going to be something that big or if it's just going to be kind of more more small, kind of keep it fresh changes. But I'm, I'm excited to see what what these actual, like, plans are that they have. And hopefully we'll hear some more about the next change soon i think that if they want and and this is one of the things that makes me uh shout out to steven sensei and uh the arena the arena sensei podcast but one of the things that makes me not want to play arena is that it does change a lot more than i feel i want to keep up with for some people, it's great. And there are other games that I've played where I absolutely love the idea of a draft-type mechanic. Um, however, I think that Battlegrounds would benefit from being like the stable sub-game to the primary component of Hearthstone. Of like, this, this game mode doesn't really change. The cards might change in it, but there's always going to be the same concept. And I think that's why it's so important to make these changes now while it's in beta and say, we're going to do this. We're not going to be afraid of any type of minion archetype. We have some, we have a little bit of something for everything. I think that, you know, we were talking with Neji Boston last week. One of the concerns was whether or not there's too many or not enough heroes I think that by diversifying the minion pool and the tribes and also adding um, different types of cards that you can buy from the tavern, like weapons or totems or spells or whatever you want to add, I think that also gives you the opportunity to introduce a wider variety of champions, not necessarily just adding more champions. Because I feel like right now they're at a very... They're at like a good equilibrium in terms of number of champions. I don't see them... I could see them wanting to add more, but it's like in order to add more, you got to take some out. Why not just diversify 
the groups. Make it so that you have certain archetypes that are just, they're going to be one tribes. Like, and we talk about flexibility and stuff being the champion. I'm like, honestly, I, I went 45 points of damage playing a hero that should have been focusing dragons, and I went death rattle mechs. And, like, that's the thing. And then I top forward with it. So I don't think that it's going to necessarily break the game if they say, hey, we're going to add this whole new tribe. We're going to add heroes that support this tribe. As long as people are willing to still be flexible and think outside the box. And now you're giving them more boxes to think outside of. So that's that's me. That's my position on this. Yep. Well, we'll see. Blizzard. Let us know. Absolutely. One here. And of course, there's always a standing invitation for anyone on the on the Hearthstone developer team. Come on the show. Tell us why something won't work. Tell us, you know, what you're thinking. Uh, if you want to fly us out to Anaheim, you don't even have to pay for me to fly. I'll drive up there. I'm really close. So uh, maybe after we're done social distancing, I'll be more than happy to come up there and, and learn about what's going on in Battlegrounds. But I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, yeah, Don, before we start the, the last call, what do you have coming up? Uh, pretty much just a lot of the same. Uh, playing in a, a few different series uh, with the House Rivalries Masters uh, in the NA Division and the Aspirant series that's going on. And uh, just, you know, working towards them. Um, I, I do think that I'm going to be working on increasing the amount that I stream as well. So going to be streaming a little bit more and putting some more work into my stream and working towards some long-term goals. So yeah, pretty excited for, for stuff coming up. Yeah. And I mean, you're not just participating in these and now, now I'm going to get on your case. Um, you're doing good. Like you're in like, the top of the bracket I'm, I was I was noticing and and also we, we mentioned that this podcast is brought to you by Amber Flight Gaming which is a, an esports organization all about increasing the diversity and uh, archetype of player in not just Hearthstone but across the board in, in gaming but people are, are, are joining the wave like I I was amazed at just watching your your match with no hands gamer like the chat just lit up. They're like AFG, AFG. Like people were chanting and like, oh, it was it was so great. It was it feels good to be a part of that. Uh, so yeah, you you pick on me. So now it's my turn to pick <laughs> on you. You're you're out there killing it, killing it all day. And uh, yeah, keep, I guess keep it up. I don't know. Pat pat yourself on the back for for just doing awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay. I know I'm so good at supporting and encouraging other people, but dang, if I have a hard time with supporting and encouraging myself sometimes, but uh yeah, for for anybody that is interested, yeah, I did play against No Hands Gamer. Uh it was all streamed and actually after we're done recording this, I'm going to be reviewing that on my stream. So by the time that this is in everybody's ears, uh you can go back and watch watch my vod of me reviewing the vod. Uh, but I feel like I played really, really well. And, you know, uh, spoiler, the results, spoiler. I did lose two to three 
but I was up 2-0. He actually reverse swept me, but I feel like I played insanely well, and I'm excited to uh, to go back and watch that and, and see, but I, I have heard from a lot of people that they're like, yeah, we were just in the chat and going crazy, so... You know, hopefully I'm not going to, like, cry <laughs> when I'm doing this review of the VOD. Because, you know, just the support that we've been getting and that I've been getting is is amazing. So I, I think that... Support each other! I think that we could definitely break down your gameplay. But we would have to do that on another <laughs> podcast because, of course, this is all about Battlegrounds and Battlegrounds things. But that is that is awesome. Um Nothing's going on here. Just going to keep streaming, <laughs> keep fixing appliances as they break, uh, adulting and all those things. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to be keeping it up. The stream has been just growing and growing and doing more and more stuff like that. So uh, if you want to check out my stream, you can do that at twitch.tv slash KJYMiller. And I think we're hopefully going to start doing some of our, our episodes recording live. Uh, but we'll be doing them on our own personal Twitches, if possible, because we're both trying to grow and uh, grow those streams up. And uh, speaking of which, Don, if people want to catch out, catch what you're doing on a weekly basis, where would they go for that? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DK, or on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Got anything else for us? Uh, no, just and again, like, I think we say this every week, but thank you everybody who hangs out and uh, chats and shares screenshots and stories in our discord because that discord is popping and it's it's sweet to see all the different like battlegrounds boards and strats and just people jamming games in there. So thank you, everybody. Absolutely. And you can be a part of that discord. There will be a link in the show notes to join. And of course, if you enjoy our episodes, you can always give us a star thumbs up five stars, whatever it is that tells us that we're doing the right things on whatever podcast player that you're using. And of course, if you really want to support us, you can always go to patreon.bobstavern.pub. And uh, yeah, even even a little bit goes a long way. I, I've been learning that as I have been trying to grow as a streamer. It's like the things that you wind up needing, you just you don't even think about. And yeah, I mean, luckily, we're we're in a position to where the podcast can continue to grow. And um, honestly, any support that you can provide will only make that happen faster. All right. Well, that's it for all of us. So for Don, myself, and uh, everyone that's a part of the AFG family, I've been Jay Miller. This has been Bob's Tavern. And let's close, everybody. Get out. Welcome back, Casino. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for booting. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads?
Diamond in the Rough Sports. Always a pleasure.